Hey everyone, Houston here. Quick announcement before this episode starts. I'm going to be releasing once a month or approximately once every three weeks. This episode you're about to hear is kind of old. So if the references sound old or the audio sounds a bit off, it's because it's just kind of been in my backlog for a while. I'm going to be releasing a few more of these, but I just wanted to say thank you for listening and uh, more content, more new content to show up, to follow. All right. Thank you. Okay, well, here's the workaround for the trash prep. Just be very clean body-wise, mm-hmm. take showers, wear cologne, mm-hmm. and uh, never Don't open talk. your mouth. Never open your mouth. Yeah, wear a mask. Wear a mask. We live in a world. Yeah, we're, we live in a world post-mask where you can not be a mute. How about the, you learn no sign way. language? No, not happening, man. No? You don't want to wear a no mask? There's no world in which I'm wearing a trash bag. Welcome to 1000 Crazy Questions, the podcast. I'm your currently sane host, Houston Pierce. This is a podcast where I have at least one guest week and ask a series of crazy would you rather questions. This week, it's a break guest, explore timeless questions that maybe should have explored. Tell my questions from you, listener, from list of 1000 questions. You can submit questions to Jess and Zabby at 1kcrazyquestions.com or 1000 Crazy Questions on Instagram. That's 1000 on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter at 1k Houston Pierce. Your social media username will get a shout out, platform you submitted from. Please rate and follow and ask great questions on Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, and all those other good spots. And that's it. Cool. We got past the intro. Uh, let's get into the episode this week. Uh, this week we have with us uh, Mr. Argosino. He is uh, a great guy, deep thinker, studying mechanical engineering, studying public policy. Argosino, if you want to introduce yourself to the listeners. Yeah. Thanks for the introduction. Houston, my name is Fisher Augustino. I'm a junior studying mechanical engineering and public policy at the Colorado School of Mines. So started this discussion-based group called Kickstart at Mines, which is basically talking about a bunch of different topics with student body, with the frats, the sororities, um, the athletes, and a bunch of other groups at Mines so that we can better understand each other. And yeah, I met Houston with his dad doing Road Trip USA. That's a show where basically they allow students like myself to interview business professionals. And I interviewed his dad and he suggested that I connect with his son so that we can go and do a podcast together. But thanks for your introduction, Houston, and thanks for having me on. Thanks for being on. When we met earlier, some weeks ago, it became very clear. You, you're you very, um, I don't want to say put together because it sounds old, but you know, you have it. You, these all these phrases sound old, but you have a good head on your shoulders. You know, mm-hmm. like you, yeah, you know what you're doing. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. And I think I got the same impression from you. You're also studying you're studying engineering at MSU. You're getting a bunch of stuff done. And you started this podcast for yourself. And it's just it's really something that you really enjoy doing, which I think is pretty admirable, especially when there's so many other things you could be doing, especially as an engineer. I feel like it's rare to see an engineer that wants to have these conversations like this and would start a podcast like this, especially since I'm around them all day. They don't like talking, the ones that I'm around. So it's nice to find someone like you where I can talk with and talk about these different things thanks yeah it's it's not hard <laughs> yeah uh for, it doesn't doesn't feel hard so it, i like it you know unlike engineering which is so heady it's nice to have discussions where you know the the answer is more fluid you know mm-hmm. discussion but um yeah let's get into the episodes there's a lot to talk about <clears throat> yeah cool uh to the listeners here's the rules of the game there are two rules to this game slash conversation. Rule number one, you must always answer the question, no matter what. If you have no preference towards one or the other, you say the phrase, flip a coin, meaning that each choice is 50-50 to you and that one is neither worse or better than the other. But that rarely happens, so it may not get used. Rule number two, whoever asks the question doesn't have to answer it if they choose not to. These rules exist because as the questions become harder to answer, the rules become harder to follow. This week, we got with us a Blue Bin episode, so the questions asked and the topics discussed will be family-friendly. If you want to check out the red version of the podcast, where the questions just more raunchy, essentially, but it's the same concept, I'll go check them out. I encourage you to go. It's the same deep conversation, just a bit edgier. Uh, Argosino, just want to remind you, if you have any different questions for me or any variations of the questions I asked you, um, the conversational podcast, let me know. It's not interrupting at all. Quick bun point disclaimer to the listeners. Everything is hypothetical. I say that every week and it's true. It's <laughs> You can at me if you want. I don't know if I'll respond. 
it's all hypothetical. And lastly, before we begin, Argosino, if there's anything that you want to ask or declare, or there any inherent mental biases, you know you may have. Um, I don't think I have any biases right now. So I think if I think of any, I'll let you know. Okay. That question is just like, just, just there. And like someone, someone, someone once said, well, I'm like, I'm a hard leftist. I was like, oh, okay. That's interesting. And then okay. it's funny how people answer that sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think I can go either way. I'm pretty, I can be in the middle if I need to, or I can go extreme if I really want to be devil's advocate or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just there. See what people say. People are like I have no biases. Well, we know that's not mm-hmm. like that's not true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Here we go. Question one: Would you rather uh, lose your legs? You know, just have them cut off, or yeah. uh, lose your hair and your hands, and you mm-hmm. can't have like a hair replacement or hand replacement? Yeah, I don't know because like when if you lose your hair and you lose your hands, you get no replacement. You- like it's so hard to get your hands back you can't do anything you can't grab anything but like i feel like i'd rather lose my legs just because like i've seen people like at the paralympics they get their legs cut off you just put blades on them and they're running i feel like you i feel like there's so much more ways to get get past that you know what i mean as opposed to if you lose your hand like have you seen a robot hand it only does this that's the and you can't even get that yeah so at least if you lose your legs, you can just like be in a wheelchair. You can be in like prosthetic. You can do something. Sorry. I think I may have misspoke. You don't get replacements anyway. So if Either you lose way. your legs, no replacement for the legs. It's just whatever you're losing, it's gone. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you can, you can use a wheelchair because that's not replacing legs. But mm-hmm. in terms of prosthetics, you couldn't get any. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to still go with legs just because I feel like you can do so much with your hands way more than you can do with your legs. Like I can probably figure out how to drive a car with my hands somehow or something like that. But I don't know. Something I always wonder is if for you, would you rather lose like one leg above the knee, like above the knee so you get your whole leg covered up? Or would you rather lose both legs below the knee? One leg above, say again? So would you rather lose one leg above your knee? So like one whole leg is gone. Or would you rather lose both legs but below the knee? So just your shins and both legs are gone. Ah, i rather lose one leg. One uh, full leg? I, I think I'd rather lose, well, can I get prosthetics? No, same same circumstances. Either, either way. It's just gone? You can put shoes on, but if you want... <laughs> So in one scenario, I'm just shorter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can, I mean, I can maybe like, have you seen King of the Hill? I've seen King of the Hill, yeah. With, uh, and, you know, Hank's dad, Cotton, he has like his mm-hmm. shins blown off. I can, yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Tough. I mean, I, maybe I lose the leg because I can still kick. I can still hop. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> man, that's sad. Versus, because if I lose both, I'm just getting shorter, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I just don't want in like I won't have feet. Will mm-hmm. I? My feet's not like my feet are going to be attached to my now knees. Yeah, no, it's all gone. You're just basically walking on your knees if you have it. Yeah, I'm not doing that. That's <laughs> I just can't. I don't want to. I, I just I'm, I know I'd rather lose the whole leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my Fair left enough. leg, right? I pick my left. You can pick. Yeah, you can pick your leg. That's fine. I pick my left. Did you pick lose your legs too? Yeah, over your hands? Yeah. Yeah, I picked lose my legs. I'm keeping my hands. That's no way I'm getting rid of that. Gotcha. Dang it. But you wouldn't miss running. I would definitely miss running. But like, there's even like, there's adaptations for that. You can get one of those hand bicycles. If you've ever seen those. Mm. It's like in the Paralympics, there's one race where it's basically it's a hand bicycle. And you do like a hundred meter race. But you're just like using the hand bicycle like this. And that spins the wheels with the hand crank. Oh, well. So, like, I could still do stuff like that. I could be the best venture with no legs or something like that. You could figure something out. But I, I feel I like if you lose your hands and your legs and your hair, then it's like, well, I mean, pros- aesthetically, I don't think that's fine. I can be bald. Or is yeah. it like hair all over your body? Uh, like I, everything? Sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd probably be fine. I mean, the rock pulls it off. So, if you can do it, yeah. you can try to figure it out. True. But if you took away the rock's eyebrows, he'd look crazy yeah he would look he looks crazy anyways that guy's like that guy's massive i'm gonna see that movie soon though black adam 
back at him. Yeah. It's okay. It's good. Uh, next question. Uh, let's keep moving. This one is kind of weird. So stay with me. Uh, would okay. you rather cry for your mommy uh, whenever you were hurt in like in any way? Like uh, if okay. someone hurts your feelings, if someone pushes you, and like it doesn't matter how small the transgression, if you're troubled, you're just going to cry for your mom. Mm-hmm. Or wear a giant, sh- wear a giant, shiny white, like winter coat constantly with giant, sparkly, like novelty sunglasses. And okay. Oh, wait, wait, oh sorry. And there's, and then always eat everything with a spoon. That comes with the whole coat and glasses. So I'm wearing a. So either I'm crying from everything that happens. I have to call my mom and cry. Yes. Or I got to dress like Paris Hilton. Yes. Yes. Okay. And you eat everything with a spoon. And I eat everything with a spoon. Yes. Spaghetti. Uh, spoon. Lobster. Spaghetti. Spoon. <laughs> like spoon. <laughs> only spoon. Only spoon. Um, no hands. I only use a spoon. You only use a pizza. Spoon. Okay. Yeah. Um. A freaking Slurpee spoon. <laughs> okay. What if it's really dark inside? Do I still got these giant sparkly sunglasses, sunglasses just sitting there? I mean, if it's dark, I guess you you're allowed. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're permitted to take them off if it's dark. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, otherwise, that's just yeah. his look. You wear a giant winter coat, sparkly sunglasses, and you always have mm-hmm. a spoon with you, or you need a spoon to eat. Okay. Um. I mean, I'd rather. I don't know, because like, I'd rather definitely just wear the damn coat, because if every time someone does anything wrong, I got to call somebody, that's going to be a lot of fucking calls. And like, what if there's no service? What happens then if I've got no service? Just, just cry to the, the atmosphere. Desert. Just cry to, out loud. Like, even if she can't hear you, you're still going to cry for her. Still going to cry for her? Okay. Yeah, just, you know, just mm-hmm. like, what's he doing? Oh, he does that. He just, that's how he does it. That's what he does whenever he gets hurt. <laughs> His phone's dead, so I guess he has to do it to the sky. Yeah. <laughs> All our friends know about it, too. They would. Um, I, mean. I mean, dude, like, I would totally just go with the winter coat because I think I could probably deal with that way easier than I would having a cry mommy every time I got hurt in any way. Like, what if an animal, like, scared me and, like, mentally hurt? What does mentally hurt me? Your feelings. I your feelings. Like, your feelings. Like, you know, if you lose a race or something, like, Ma, mm-hmm. you know. Ma. Yeah, no, I can't do that. There's no way I can do that. I feel like, I don't know if that's, like, a toxic masculine trait, but I'm definitely not doing that. I'd rather wear my shimmery glasses than I'd rock that shit. I think that's what I'll do. All right, you just be that guy. I, that I think I'll be that guy. I'm okay with being that guy. Okay, that was it, that was honestly a weird question. I don't know how that when I wrote that down, I don't know where it came from. Yeah, I don't know where that came from, either. but like, yeah, I have no idea what that is about. Yeah, I was like, wouldn't it be weird if someone always wore a coat and was bougie enough to eat everything with a spoon? Like, mm-hmm. would, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> Next question. Would you rather mm-hmm. have everyone's respect just automatically mm-hmm. or um, have everyone forgive your mistakes? Just whatever mm-hmm. mistakes you make in the future or the ones in the past, they're always, you're always going to be forgiven by everyone. And mm-hmm. let's say it's not instantly, but it's like in a meaningful amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that one definitely going to have to go with the respect, like have everyone's respect automatically because Actually, I don't know, because like the problem with this is that if you have everyone forgive you and you have everyone respect, essentially what it means is that you can do whatever you want. Like, well, what is what does respect imply if someone respects you? Are they just going to also let you get away with whatever or are they going to not speak up or is it respect in a way where if you do something wrong, they respect you enough to let you know that something happened and that you need to fix this thing? I like the way you think. It's say that depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, some people respect you, like can respect people and still be honest with them. And other people mm-hmm. respect means kiss up some, for mm-hmm. some people. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on the individual. It's mm-hmm. just that it's always going to be coming from a place of respect. Like no one's going to ever call you out disrespectfully in front of your kids or your, let's say employees, whatever situation, like in a disrespectful manner. Mm-hmm. That, that's the only constant if, mm-hmm. but, so you can still get disagreements. It's always going to be just very respectful. Yeah. 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 Um, 
and then have everyone forgive you for the mistake. I don't know because I feel like I've definitely made so many things, done so many mistakes, and then that's just sometimes you just need to deal with not being forgiven if you do something wrong. Because if you are forgiven, you'll keep doing it and doing it and doing it again. Like the person that was like four years ago is so much different from four than now because of all the people that I had to lose in order to figure out like you can't be doing this, this and this. You have to talk this way. You can't act like this. So I feel like I'd have to go with like everyone's respect automatically because uh-huh. then at that point I can at least listen to them or like they respect me enough to tell me what's going on as opposed to me just getting away with stuff all the time. I guess. But just because someone forgives you doesn't mean they don't get mad at you. And I did mm-hmm. write, they forgive you in a meaningful amount of time. So let's say extreme case, like you cheat on your wife or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and she has to forgive you based on this question, mm-hmm. in this hypothetical scenario. But mm-hmm. let's say she forgives you in five years, you know, mm-hmm. and like in that whole time, like, you know, she has to, right. But you're like, you don't know how long it's going to last or she forgives you in 10 the only thing that matters is that she will eventually. It does. It's not instant. Mm, so you can yeah. still suffer with that guilt or grief or whatever, and people still get mad at you. It's just mm-hmm. a guarantee that no one's gonna grudge you on this. Mm. You know? mm. So it's like a, it's a, it's more of a, it's peace of mind type of question. Because like if you like, I, I guess there are times where you're like, yeah. man, I wish this person would forgive me because I did this thing, and I really wish that it was like they would feel reconciliation with that. But at the same time, I feel like at the end of the day, needing for someone to forgive you, that almost feels like you're expecting someone to have to forgive you or like whether or not it's a desire, you expect that no matter what. And I feel like being able to live with that expectation is something that no person should really have. But at the same time, getting someone's respect automatically, like respect, you got to earn respect. People don't just come up to you. They don't know what you are. They don't know what you're about. But if so, everyone's coming up and being like, hey, you're, really, you're a really cool guy. I want to work with you. I want to do this, this, that. Here's all these opportunities. But then you don't build yourself up to live up to those things because everyone already respects you. Then you can also have a problem there. Yeah. You can lose respect. Like, yeah. I mean, it comes automatically. But let's see if you did something terrible. You can lose it. Mm-hmm. You just already have it like, you just, from the get-go. You just, you just have it from get. But mm-hmm. you can lose it. Mm-hmm. Does that does that change your answer a little bit or no? Um, no, I don't think so. I think I'll stick with the have respect automatically, just because I guess you're, it's like if every time you had a good impression with everyone you met, I feel like that could be a step like a similar version of the question. Do you yeah, think that works? Yeah, like if you had a good impression, but it can also it can always be reversed. I think that's a good way to start off with anybody, and that's something we always try to do, anyways. But even though it's not always happens, yeah. Now, there's been plenty of times where someone's introduced me to someone and I've been just mm-hmm. like, why do you, why do you let me meet this person now? You know, it's just like the term, like, yeah. so, like, I'm not ready. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm tired or like I'm eating or something. And mm-hmm. like, hey, this important person. I'm like, mm-hmm. hi. Oh, my you God. Dude. I, hate, I hate that. I got, is there time for stories on this or are we just going to go through the next question? Yeah. 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 Go on. Okay. Story. It'll be, it'll be quick. But, the past time I met my girlfriend's parents for the first time, I went over to their house and they were serving food. So they're um, Nepalese. And that, she, the mom primarily speaks Nepali to her daughter and then doesn't really speak in English. But when I was over there, I was like trying to scoop my own food. They have fried rice. I like went in the fried rice. You know, it like gets stuck in the bottom of the pan. You scrape and then it just like flings up. The mm-hmm. sling shuts up. Like that splashes all over me. There's like rice all over the floor. And I'm like trying to clean it up. And then I'm like, oh, shoot. So I got to try to like pick up like this next thing. I'm trying to get it to most of them just kind of pass through. And then that spills everywhere. So like I'm trying to make a really good impression on her mom. And her mom's like whispers to her daughter in Nepal. She's like, this one's going to be hard to take care of. And then she just like grabs my plate and starts just making my food for me because she doesn't trust me to like not make a mess in the kitchen. <laughs> so that was not an ideal first impression that, that, that still hurts. That's a funny one. I mean, I mean... <laughs> That's not too bad. That's that's bad, but that's not too bad. That's kind of a quirky one, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm sure your girlfriend liked it. Your girlfriend's mom. It's not like you. It's not like you did anything. Like being clumsy isn't a. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's not that's not the worst. Yeah. So you are with respect, though. Yeah, I go with respect first, just okay. because that's something you want to strive for anyway. So that's just 
a weight off your shoulders when you're meeting someone new. Okay. I mean, it is a win-win, so you couldn't have gone wrong with that. Mm -hmm. This next question is a bit broad, and you can answer it however you want. It's it's Mm -hmm. open-ended. Do you think... It's kind of funny how freaking big this question is. Do you think Mm -hmm. world peace is possible? Yeah. Um, I don't... At world peace, and how do you how do you see that? Like, what is your view of what world peace looks like? Uh, let's say no more wars and no more human injustices. Like everyone has basic human rights. Mm-hmm. So, and no one's mad at no other country is mad at no other country for X reasons to the point where war is the possible you know the outcome let's say mm-hmm. conflict okay um but w- like war genocide slavery starvation those things are taken off mm-hmm. i think uh, in an idealistic sense i think it can be possible but only if everyone's me- needs are met so everyone's got like their food shelter like companionship if you have these like types of like food, water, shelter, and then you have like people around you that can support you. I think if you have those three things, everyone has those things. There wouldn't be a reason to ask for other people for these things. There wouldn't be a reason to plunder. There wouldn't be a reason to do all that stuff. Uh, yeah, there's greed and things like that with people. But I feel like when people have the need to continue to expand, the need to continue to like go out and like get more and more and more, no matter how much they have, that, that stems from something that happened when they were a kid. Like they didn't have enough growing up. Or they felt that they didn't have something that they really wanted that just re- that reverberates in the way that they lead whatever organization they're a part of. So I feel like as long as everyone's needs are met, then we could do that. But realistically, I don't think that'll ever happen. I don't think everyone will be able to get all these different things. I think what's more possible is that we would need to focus on building our own communities, whatever we define those to be. Because like even even historically, we've all like lived in tribes, we moved in like small group packs of people that just move together. And that's how we always did it. And in a way, that's what our countries, our states and our cities look like. But right now, it's it's easier to take care of the needs of the people in your immediate circle. So if everyone's just focused on doing that, and I feel like that's what we all like to do, especially now in the United States, we prioritize like a more nuclear type of family, as opposed to just that big community, like 15 generations living in one house. But there's still households like that in the US. I feel like if we're just always in our own groups, we want to prioritize ourselves and our families and our kids. We're always going to want to try to attack the other people. We're always going to want to try to get more out of that in order to defend our people. And if everyone else is thinking like that, I don't think we'll be able to really become peaceful because all we're trying to do is work with these limited resources to meet our needs, but we don't. So we need to find that somewhere. And usually what it is is someone else has it and we don't. But we prioritize ourselves and our people over those, those people and themselves. Yeah, what you're addressing, though, is like a human issue of wanting more mm-hmm. like uh, that everyone kind of is hardwired with. Because, like, you know, we're, us in the U.S., we're more or less taken care of. So, like you said, it, it's not something that can be fixed. So, I mean, you're, you are saying no, right? Like, it's not possible. <clears throat> I don't think so. I mean. Or you think it's not it's, possible. It's, it's technically possible, but I don't think it'll happen. Hmm. I'm heavy on the side of no, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, I think even if everyone was compensated, fed, you still have political issues and religious mm-hmm. uh, disagreements to the mm-hmm. point where I like it's. I still think it's unavoid. I think it's not too possible. Mm-hmm. Like unless I think this sounds very. Uh, uh, what's the word? I, I can't think. No, I was going to say, like, if everyone had one religion. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that's what it should be. Technically, I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, I'd say, I think that'd be the only actual solution. Like, I think, mm-hmm. like, for actual world peace, I think everyone would have to be on the same page of these are mm-hmm. our laws, these are our beliefs, this mm-hmm. is our money. Well, I can't think of the word for when someone mm-hmm. goes, like, we all, we all won. Dictatorship? Yeah, not by force. More of like some kind of, uh, I don't know. 
I can't think mm-hmm. of the word, but I'm not saying I'm an advocate. I'm just saying, I think that'd be the only way possible. And I don't see that being possible. So I say it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like people are inherently good or bad? Cause I feel like that factors a lot into how you view this question. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had that question asked one of these things, <laughs> these things, one of these episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I honestly, um, mm, I don't think people are good or bad. I think people that those are too simplistic of terms. I think people are complicated and Mm -hmm. me being uh, someone who is religious, quote unquote, I believe Mm -hmm. it has a lot to do with you as a person. And then Mm -hmm. there's like nature versus nurture has a lot to do with that as well. You Mm -hmm. know, a a cat isn't evil because it eats a bird and a bird Mm -hmm. isn't evil because it eats a worm, but a Mm -hmm. person could be evil for, bullying another person but then again that person was raised in nothing but a hating family then maybe mm-hmm. that person might be context maybe not excused but you know then then of course if someone's like i don't know someone's always told follow your dreams no matter what you who you step on you know they're doing mm-hmm. what's right to them and someone's like be kind no matter what happens to you and they don't stand up for themselves or something like that then they're just being kind there's a it's too complicated i think good and bad are too complicated to just put on a person i think there are good and bad acts that you can do and some things some actions would put you in the evil box and some accent actions will put you in like the saint box but mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so you feel like it's whatever people are there we're just vessels that respond to our environment is that how you how you see it um more or less i feel like although people are complex the way that i understand the question of are people inherently good or evil it, like what you said, it, it relies on intention. I don't feel like people will do anything unless they feel that they have a good intention, unless they feel that they have a good reason. So because of that, and that could be completely convoluted. So let's say someone is like, okay, I got to steal money from this store. Let's say it's a mom and pop shop. So it's not like a 7-Eleven with a big chain. I'm sitting for this mom and pop shop. And then the reason is because either this person is addicted, they have something wrong with them. So they feel that this is a way for them to sustain their life or they feel they need this money to feed their kid, it comes from a reason that they feel is justifiable and that they feel is somewhat good in their head, something that makes sense. So I guess one thing that I'd ask is like, do you believe that that is true? Can I feel that everything is done with some sort of intention that is good to that person? And then what does that imply about the nature of a person? Yeah, great question. But I would agree. I would say if everything anyone does is causal, I mean, or yeah, of what they were grown up with or what they have to do or what they're taught. And uh, it's hard to judge someone by what they've done. I mean, of course, they're outliers. I think like um, serial killers, for example, mm-hmm. you know, they did it because either they wanted to. A lot of them just kind of wanted to like fulfill like a sexual desire, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just this is not a promotion. <laughs> for the show mm-hmm. but i did see the show on netflix you know the fictionalized peter evans version i think that's his name mm-hmm. yeah the actor great actor by the way very creepy um mm-hmm. show is Dahmer, right Dahmer. yeah yeah the show yeah, yeah I, I don't know if this dates the episode or not but Dahmer was really big right now people mm-hmm. and uh, I, I'm, I'm one of the people who saw it it's very heavy i i recommend watching if you have a stomach but I would oh, not yeah. recommend it if you don't. And mm-hmm. th- th- honestly, you don't have to watch it's a, uh, it's, I didn't know much about Dahmer. So I saw it and then I watched mm-hmm. some and inform- inform- I read some information afterwards, you know, and kind of while I was like, Oh, this is what happened. I just, all I know is he was a serial killer. That's all I knew. And yeah. then, so like seeing the shows like it, they honestly, it's not like, Oh, forgive him. This is why he killed. It's more of, this is what happened. These are mm-hmm. the facts. Mm-hmm. This is what his dad said about him. This is what his mom did. This mm-hmm. is what uh, happened in his childhood. This is what he has to say about it. And the the special thing about Dahmer is he, when he got captured, he was very cooperative and open about what he thought about killing and yeah. why he did it. A lot of serial killers were either like Gacy, for example, you know, the clown one. He like mm-hmm. he he lied about it when he got captured, even though it was. There was no need to heal. There was mountains of evidence. And like he was mm-hmm. like, he was, he was very smug and, you know, and other people weren't, you know, cooperative. Like they just like kind of either clamped up or they said, yeah, I killed. The devil wanted me to kill. You know, a lot of them weren't as, Dom was very cooperative and open with it. Mm-hmm. And um, 
he even had some remorse. And in prison, he got baptized and gave his life to God, and yeah, yeah. Him, which is crazy. And like yeah. some people, the families, especially in the show, they explored like, I can't forgive that guy. Like, I don't care what he did, you know, and mm-hmm. he got beat in jail, signed a beat, killed in jail because yeah. of what he did by their inmates when they found out what he did. Mm-hmm. So I, my point is there are some actions that are evil and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's entirely someone's right to forgive and not forgive. But um, whether or not Dahmer was good and bad, I don't think, I think that's too simplistic since, mm-hmm. because I believe in God, I'm someone like, well, that's God's problem. <laughs> like mm-hmm. whether or not the dudes in heaven and hell isn't even my business. And like, cause mm-hmm. technically I don't think ki- killing someone, if, if shoot, man, if he ate my brother or whatever, like, mm-hmm. I don't think I could forgive yeah, that. Sure. Like yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that is like evil. But then mm-hmm. again, I know like, like, you know, religious, I mean, it's like, well, he did say he's sorry <laughs> like the like mm-hmm. at least yeah, to god yeah, yeah. I don't, so like i don't freaking know it's not my business it's it's very mm-hmm. complex it's a very um mm-hmm. it's it's honestly too deep to to think about and then some yeah. people like again gacy just like you seem very monstrous very like i did it i loved it no regrets you know and mm-hmm. like his last words were to everyone in the room watching him being executed were like kiss my ass <laughs> those were like the last yeah, words yeah, yeah. so like People like that, it's sometimes it make it easy for you. Like, okay, well, that's clearly, that's clearly bad. And then mm-hmm. people are like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a long rant. Sorry. No, it's all good. I have a, like, when it comes to stuff like that, the question I always wonder is, and this, I didn't always used to think like this was, is, was something like that preventable? Because I was watching Dahmer the other night, just like the beginning episodes and seeing everything with his family and dad involved, all those things. Um, then, you know, at school, he's getting bullied and all that. I remember, I'm thinking, like, if, like, let's say this kid had a counselor, or let's say this guy had, like, a good aunt or a good uncle that was able to take him in and be like, hey, you don't have to, you don't have to do this. Like, go do something else. You don't have to worry about that. Because the way that the show paints it is that the actions that he did were almost inevitable. And I understand that it's a TV show, so it has to look like that. That way the story works out and it's easier to watch. It makes more sense. But I've, I have a feeling like a story like that has to be more complex than it is. Not justifying Dahmer or anything mm-hmm. that he did. All this stuff is bad. I agree with you. There's evil actions. It's bad. Mm-hmm. But no, the way I think about it is I remember back in high school, I went to a high school that had a school shooting. Mm-hmm. But the person that was the shooter was my robotics partner, freshman year of high school. Wow. So I knew this guy pretty well. We used to make jokes. We used to hang out. Like I knew this guy. So, But I know he came from a bad home. I know he came from a poor place. I know that he's, his family's been dealing with a bunch of different issues with addiction and things like that. But what happened was he was, he seemed like a good kid when I knew him. Like we would joke about different things. We talk about a lot. I remember in our robotics class after the 2016 election, mm-hmm. that election, the, our robotics teacher, she's really cool. She gave us that whole period. It was about a two hour period to just talk about the election. We we're supposed to do some robotic stuff build or whatever, but she let us just talk about the election, let it out. And listening to him speak, he's very articulate. He's a smart guy. He's not a dumb person. But what ended up happening is junior, senior year, I could, we could see him spiral. We saw him go down. He dyed his hair. His hair was super long. He broke up with his girlfriend of a long time. And she was like very supportive of him. She was helping him out as much as he could because he already had mental health problems before then. But then what started getting hooked on the substances and things like that. And no one was really helping this guy out. His parents were not home. We didn't have a robust counseling system. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have that many friends. He had started cutting them all off. He eventually found this one person that would listen to him. But unfortunately, that one person wasn't a great person to listen to. They were both very vengeful, spiteful. Like both these kids have been getting bullied throughout high school, getting bullied the whole life, not great families. So he ends up getting hooked on coke, does a bunch of stuff, grabs some guns, gets really pissed off, goes to school, and then he starts shooting. And the per- one person he killed was someone that he was friends with, that we were both friends with. It's a small school. We all knew him. We all knew each other. So we, he killed that person. And I was like, I know that wasn't out of mouth. There was no way he was mad at this kid. He was just shooting. Didn't know what was going on. He was being, he was expressing his anger in a really poor way. But I feel like at any point of the way during his down spiral, there was a way that someone could have come in and been like, hey, here, let's go get you some help. Here, let's put you in a different home. Here, let's go and like, I'll support you or whatever. But then I also see the other side where if he's not willing to receive that help, there's nothing anybody could have done with that kid. There's really nothing. But now he's, he's still alive, life in prison, that whole thing. But it's, 
it's something that I'm like, was that preventable? Could you have stopped this from moving in this direction? I'm not really sure. Yeah, I would say yes. Um, first off, that's a very unfortunate story. Yeah, I'm sorry for your friend and the life, the lives lost, I assume. Um, but I think it is preventable with the case of your friend and with Dahmer, not to not not to compare, but I think those things are preventable because at least with the Dahmer show, you know, like if there are clearly moments in his life where if some, like at least watching the show, it's like dramatized though it may be, I just know if like there was someone, an uncle, a counselor, someone like, hey, don't do that to animals. You're like you shouldn't, mm-hmm. you shouldn't torch tadpoles. Yeah. For no reason. And then Dahmer mm-hmm. says, why? Because, you know, and someone says, well, life is precious kid, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, how would yeah. you like if someone did that to you? I don't know. Give Dahmer a dog, teach him to, to care for something that usually yeah, yeah, helps exactly. serial killers out. You know, like they're what's called is small in their brains. Typically yeah. uh, the part that's in charge of it, sympathy and empathy. Uh, mm-hmm. you, like if you show them a lot of love, then the, you reciprocate, you give out love. And uh, mm-hmm. that's, I think it's, um, it's not as simple as that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's other factors biologically, I guess. I would even say spiritually uh, mm-hmm. that, that come into yeah. play. Yeah. So, but I just know if someone, like if you were just, if you take that same Dahmer kid and put him in a different household, it mm-hmm. would have been different. And his mom was like constantly screaming and everything. And that's something he told the press, you know, people like his mom mm-hmm. was someone who she was always yelling at dad. The dad was barely home. Yeah. And yeah. It like, and he said that didn't affect him, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think it psychologically that it vexes you in a way you don't even know people mm-hmm. are pressed so much and there's so much they don't know about themselves. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, something that was so starkly dark about the documentary was how lonely this guy was. Yeah, like especially talking like that first runner kid that he like tried to lure that he lured to his house. Uh, not that one, the one that he would always stalk and he'd like look back and like look. Yeah, at, like if you haven't watched the documentary, that's he's basically following this kid in the car um, every day. He sees him while he's running every day, and he's just lusting over this kid every time. Yeah. Um, but I don't know he's just so lonely. He has no community. He has no people. Yeah. Around him to like keep him in check, and I feel like. When you grow up in a way where you have no one keeping you in check, no one like just knowing to bounce ideas off of, because growing up, you can think anything, honestly. Like I've thought some pretty bad thoughts, yeah. but because I had someone to like talk to and be like, oh, why can't I think like this? Like, well, this, this, and this. I'm like, well, that makes sense. I guess I won't do that. Mm-hmm. But if you have all these things growing up and you're adolescent, your hormones and all that things, and it's unchecked, that's like, I don't know, that's terrifying. People like that, it's hard to grow up like that. And then you don't know, by the time you get older, you're more set in your ways. It's harder to get someone to feel like, it's it's not too late at that point because I bet you that there's a point in both the person that I was like my my friend I wouldn't call him my friend now obviously but like that guy he was um I'm sure there was a point where he's like I'm in too deep there is no way you're coming back from this and then when anyways he is but I wonder if there's a point even before they're actually in too deep where you, you can catch them but yeah, yeah that's just one. I think that's why going back to your original question is world peace possible. I feel that if everyone like like the needs, those needs, but then also having that community point, that is so important for people because you cannot grow up in isolation. We're supposed to be with people. Like there's some people who are like, I don't want to grow up with any, I don't want to be around anybody. I just want to do myself all day. I don't really feel like that's how we're supposed to be. And I don't know if that's necessarily true even. Yeah. Yeah. We're social animals. Yeah. And we're going to move on from this. Uh, yeah. really heavy conversation, <laughs> yeah. deep one. But um, I, I agree. I mean, I think separation is needed in some cases. You know, mm-hmm. like in terms of prison or whatever, we have too many people in prison. But if mm-hmm. if someone's hurting everyone, they deserve to be moved. I think mm-hmm. like separate, like timeout, penalty box. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and uh, yeah. and so you know, and if some hermit choose to live in the mountains. You know, like oh, okay, I guess I think there are exceptions to the rule mm-hmm. is like i don't think anyone should be too far yeah more or less i agree yeah we're gonna move on all right yeah thanks for thanks for answering that i know it's a giant question almost That's comically true. big for sure yeah <laughs> yeah it was world peace po- yeah I just, yeah, sure. <laughs> um yeah. the next one next question um would you rather have everyone listen to you and do whatever you want mm-hmm. have, you, have you seen jessica jones um uh, no i don't think so okay 
Um, there's this antagonist in Jessica Jones. His name was the Purple mm-hmm. Man. Dumb name, mm-hmm. but he pretty much has a superpower where everyone listens to him. Mm-hmm. It's and it you can't turn it off. It's sort of mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking of here. It's like if you tell someone, "Give me that glass of water," or "Please give me that glass of water," they have to give you the glass of water. They cannot mm-hmm. resist your command. Like you pretty mm-hmm. much, and you can't turn this off. This isn't like a I choose not like if you tell someone, pardon my language, but if you tell someone. Because this is what happens in the show. Go mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. They're going to go do that. <laughs> like, it, like, yeah. you, like whatever you say, they're going to mm-hmm. do. Or live no matter what and you can't die. You get mm-hmm. stabbed in the heart. You're not going to die. Fall off a building. You're not going to die. Drink poison. You're not going to die. And mm-hmm. old age, obviously. You're just immortal completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So if you live forever, is it? are you healthy? Are you able to just like, or are you just, cause I remember working in a senior home. So people would have Alzheimer's dementia and stuff like that. You're just, you're really not alive at that point. You can't really move very much. Like what kind of yeah. state let's, would you be in? Let's say you get like you age very slowly, but you'll stop looking like it when you get to like 50, mm-hmm. like let's say 50 is like the max age, like that you'll look, mm-hmm. but like you'll be when, You'll be 209 and you'll look mm-hmm. 52. Mm-hmm. Let's say like your age process is so effed up. You just, it's so mm-hmm. slow. It's, you might yeah. as well be immortal. Like it's like, that's how ridiculously slow it is for you. Yeah. So well, you can, yeah. I think considering that I'll feel fine. Like, I don't know. This might just be the part of life that I'm in, in my right now where like I'm having a problem where I don't know what I want to really do. And I feel like a lot of people at this point, like you're in college, I'm a junior, just trying to figure out what you want to do. There's so many things that I want to figure out and there's so many lives that you can live. Just, there's just a bunch of different things you can do that. I don't know. I wouldn't really want anyone, everyone to listen to whatever I say, just because half of the stuff I say probably isn't worth listening to. So like, I'd rather not have people just be directed by whatever I'm saying. Cause one, I feel like it's power trip and that's going to be not good for anybody. I feel like that would turn me into a monster and then do whatever you want. I don't, I just, I don't know. That just seems like, no one should have that much control. And I'm worried about what that would do to me, like to my head. And then maybe live forever, no matter what. I might bite myself if I ever actually get in that situation. Because then I've, I've seen the movies, like you get old and then you're like, man, I wish I would just die. Because you see your friends aging. You see all your parents, like your parents are aging. You see your friends. and then Your kids you know, would die kids. before you, if you had exactly. it. Mm-hmm. You'd see all this stuff going on. And then I know, like, the number one thing I would hear from older people is that, like, life is really, really hard. So I'm like, if it's just really, really hard stuff all the time, that might not be good. But as I stand right now, I feel like I want to be able to experience these different lives. Like, what if I wanted to get really good at bowling or something like that? What does a professional bowler do with their time? I'd have enough time to practice. I'd probably figure it out at that point. Or, like, what is it like if I wanted to be, like, a biologist? I could go to school. I don't care being 52 in a college class. I don't really care. I'll do that to figure out what that's like you would yeah it wouldn't matter like i mm-hmm. mean you're in your age like for you for even for you to get to looking 52 would take you a hundred plus years anyway like mm-hmm. you're, you're you're gonna look young for a long time mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i mean but i think the problem here is do you have that much drive I mean, of course you mm-hmm. know you said like you're young whatever like i'm in college mm-hmm. now i have all the things i want to do but Let's say 90 years from now, you've mm-hmm. learned French, you've learned Latin, you're a professional mm-hmm. bowler, you're a rocket scientist, mm-hmm. and you've saved a rainforest or something. Mm-hmm. And all your colleagues, let's say you had one wife, like she's old like, and mm-hmm. you're still young. Let's say mm-hmm. like you've had 12 pets and like in every, everyone's old and or dying and mm-hmm. you've done all this with your life. And you barely look 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you still going to have enough drive to like be like, I want to do this now? Or because mm-hmm. like, you know, like you can do the time doesn't matter anymore to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the fact that life is precious is often, you know, because it has an end, people say, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. and, and when you take away your agents, not agency, when you take away the, the clock of I've got to do this before I die. Like if you have infinite time to procrastinate, why even mm-hmm. do the thing? Because when you do mm-hmm. it, you're going to have time afterwards to do it. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no, 
Do you think you have that enough self-motivation is what I'm trying to ask to put yourself to want to do the want to learn and do new things like that? Mm-hmm. I think it would just, I mean, at that age, I feel like as long as I'm taking care of my body and taking care of my head, it would still be really mentally tough to see all these people passing because these are people you're spending your life with. And then you have to see it over and over and over again. I'm sure that'll get old. You could be a hermit and not connect with people. Could be a hermit, true. Yeah. I could just be like, what? Wasn't it Logan? Wolverine? Yeah. You'd be exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, it could just be Wolverine. Because nothing but, could kill you. You're just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can just do pretty much whatever you want. I'm sh- I feel like it'll probably get old, but like contrasting that with the have everyone listen to you, I just, I'd rather have a longer life as a better person as opposed to a short life being kind of a dictator in a way because you can just say whatever you want and people will do stuff. But could you not be a benevolent dictator? I mean, you know yourself, if you got into a microphone and, you know, addressed the world and said, hey, everyone, be nice to each other. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you could be a very nice dictator. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Devil's advocate, of course. I mm-hmm. don't know you yeah, well sure. enough to say how good of a god you'd be to people. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you could use this power for good is what I'm saying. You, mm-hmm. Obviously, the power trip is huge. There, mm-hmm. there's nothing to keep you in check anymore. But if you kept yourself in check, you could, there's so much, the, the amount of good you can do for the world would be immeasurable. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I definitely believe that. But I don't, I also don't think that any person can handle that much power. I don't think that if you put somebody in a leadership position, like, I don't know if you've ever worked like, like, like what, like a, like more of a dead end job type of thing. I feel like I always find a coworker who's like, man, I hate this job. I quit this job right now. I don't want to be here. And then they get promoted to manager. And all of a sudden they're like, man, you guys got to like clock in on time. Why aren't y'all doing this? Why aren't y'all doing that? I'm like, you weren't even doing this when you were down here with us. And all of a sudden you have a little badge that says assistant manager mm-hmm. and you're in charge. You feel like you have this power. They all of a sudden want to stay. They start power tripping because they're like, well, now I'm the one in charge. I'd rather do this experience for other people. Like, and I think something else that's dangerous is the idea that, and I feel like you deal with this at Minds, because like the reputation at this school is back then is 50% of people would drop out, 50 plus percent of people would drop out of the school. And the school took pride in that. So like, if you, you sometimes you'll talk to alumni and it'll be like, yeah, back in my day, it was so much harder. Or even in general, back in my day, something was so much harder. You have to go through this rite of passage in order to get to this profession just because I had to do it. And it's the same logic for not saying that mind is hazing, but like saying like if you have a like a sports team or a fraternity or something like that, there's hazing involved because it's like, well, I went through it. So therefore you have to go through it to earn your place to be where I'm at. I feel like no matter what, you're always going to get some sort of power trip if it's unchecked. And I don't think that I'm I don't think anybody can deal with that amount of power. Mm-hmm. Ethically, at least. OK, OK. Yeah, I'm just trying to ch- I'm just trying to mess you up, man. I agree. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, that that uh, no one man should have all that, you know. No, for but, real, literally. Yeah, <laughs> it's too. There's a reason on that show the guy was a villain, and like it's it's kind of funny. He was just like a regular British kid, whatever, and then mm-hmm. it shows him finding out he has his power, and then just you know, it's just a, it's a trip. Like you know, it's like it's no, yeah, for real. And it's he does even like become a crime. He just messes with the people around. He's like a little community. He just messes with. Like he does even. He's like, mm-hmm. and he considers himself a nice guy because he's like, mm-hmm. I only do this. And con- considering what he could do, mm-hmm. you can make the argument he is being nice because he could do way more. But um, mm-hmm. he, like he there's this whole trip where, you know, of course, with women, he'll be like, you know, kiss me or whatever. And of course, you know, because they're under control, they'll want to whatever. Then as soon as it ends, they're like, how could you do that? He's like, well, you want it. It's like, you know, a terror. It's like a good psychological uh touched on i was like oh man that's terrible and interesting (laughs) yeah but uh yeah for sure i mean that also ties back to what you were saying before is i feel like when we were saying that you need community and like how important community is i feel like the important part of community too is that like everyone can check anybody in that community if it's like in my in my ideal world like if you're in a community of people if you're doing something stupid someone's gonna be like hey that's stupid what are you doing but if you have all this power no one's going to tell you that. So in that sense, you really have a strong community around you. Yeah. Kanye West needs a better community around him. No, for real. Kanye is going, I, I'm worried about Kanye. Everyone is worried about Kanye. Yeah. He needs help. Um, no, for real. 
Yeah. Okay. Let's, we're running out of time, but, um, I want like, like two more questions. Okay. Just like, and we'll make them quick. One of these is kind of deep and one of these is fast, <laughs> but let's see. If, okay. uh, I want to ask both. Uh, okay. uh, which one do you want first? Do you want like the, the kind of sillier one or the deeper one first? Uh, we'll go the deeper one. Then we'll end with the silly one. Cool. All right. Cool. Uh, would you rather be stuck in a coma knowing like in a dream coma, like you're in a dream and you're in a coma and you're mm-hmm. stuck there and uh, you know, you're in a coma and you know, you're in a dream, but mm-hmm. you're just, you're just stuck there for, I don't know. Let's say the end of your life. Or uh, okay. you can never uh, correct or argue with anyone anymore. And uh, no more speaking up for yourself. Other people. Mm. Okay. Not yourself. Hmm. So you're either like a doormat or a vegetable. <laughs> yeah. But you get to enjoy your dreamland. You get to enjoy dreamland. Yeah. Just if you just know, you're just conscious that it, reality isn't real. Like you're fully lucid at this point. You just... Mm-hmm. Lucidly dreaming, knowing it's a dream. Mm-hmm. Stuck. Yeah. Hmm. I guess it just depends on... So I'm conscious that this isn't my reality. This is just... Or that this is real. This is just what I... I mean. you're, you're very conscious of it. Yeah. I'm very conscious of it. Um, I think... But you can, you, can, you can shape the world around you to your will because, you know, it's, it's your mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I would rather live in a real reality, even knowing that I can have a better life. Being just in my, I just being in my head, I'm just on a machine, being hooked up and thinking whatever I want to think. I don't know. I feel like it would just bug me so much that I'm not in a real world. I'm just stuck in this little thing. I'd rather, I'd much rather be in. Even if I'm basically getting walked all over, I can speak up for other people. Sure. But I'd, I'd much rather live in the real world because there's just so much here that I would never come up with in my own brain that I'm always surprised about that. I'd rather see that type of stuff as opposed to just coming up with stuff I already know I like because even that will get boring, I'm sure, at some point. What about your kickstart, though, for instance? Like, you know, you mm-hmm. can't correct and or argue with anyone anymore. Like, mm-hmm. what would happen to that? Or Yeah, for know, sure. Or just, I mean, like, or just someone comes like, oh, I would like a burger with cheese and pickles and like a burger. Uh, ketchup and 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 mustard, whatever, and like, and you can't be like, oh, I didn't say that. It's just like you're like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. You can't correct anyone for nothing. It's like, yeah, no, for real. It's just I feel like for me, especially how I am, that would be so difficult to do that. I'd have to change fundamentally just as a person. But I think it would be much in the long term. In my head, it's much more fulfilling to live in a world where. I can be surprised by things and that I feel like in a dream, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have that experience. Maybe I can come up with something or something random will happen as dreams do. But I think eventually I'm going to be bored and I'd much rather be in a place where I can see more different, more variety as opposed to what I want seen for me. Okay. Even if it comes to the expense of being walked on, being walked over. Yeah. I think it would just, it would suck and it would be really bad. But at the end of the day, it's still reality versus living in my own head. I don't think I want to live in my own head. Sure. And then yeah. also, someone could be like, hey, don't mess with him. You'd have to find, mm-hmm. you'd have to find yeah, someone to help. Yeah. Maybe I'm really nice and people just want to advocate for me all the time. So. Yeah. It's like, I can't, I have a problem. It was either I was going to be in a coma or I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can just explain myself and be like, yeah, oh, yeah, like, you've got to help me out, man. Yeah. And someone, a saint is nice enough to be with you. 24 mm-hmm. 7 kind of watch over like hey he want he said pickles and cheese I'm like you're, yeah you're like yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, that's right you go <laughs> that's what I'm yeah like thank you yeah yeah all right it's a funny life yeah. um uh, last last question would you rather have a hot trash breath or have dog oh. nails you know you know how dogs their nails are thick like those mm-hmm. are your nails yeah, and, those you are your nails. and you can't change either. Like mints are not going to solve the problem. You can't get these clipped. They're just this is whatever you pick is permanent. Yeah, um, I'm going with hot. I'm going with dog nails. I cannot have hot trash bread. <laughs> I can wear gloves. I can <laughs> put my hands in my pocket. <laughs> like I mean, it'd be weird shaking people's hands. So I don't know if I'll do that. Maybe I'll just bow to people and say, 
I, that, that's just what I do now. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm definitely going with dog hand, dog nails. There's no way. Really? I cannot. No, yeah, for sure. Are you going to trash bag? What about people eat? What would you eat? Like, would you eat with gloves? Uh, sure. I'll eat with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> eat with a spoon. Always. <laughs> I would only spoon. I have to wear my shiny coat with dog hands. Uh, and sunglasses still. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, what about those times where you have to take off your gloves? Do you think people would accept, you know, like, oh, his hands. At least they could be next to me without crying. Because, like, okay, I feel like for me, when I'm next to someone and they got hot trash breath or you just smell bad, I, like, don't like them anymore. So, like, that amount of time, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be next to this person. I don't care what you're doing for me or with me. You need to take a shower. You need just, to take a mint. Okay, well, here, here's, the, here's, the, here's the workaround for the trash mm-hmm. breath. Just be very clean body-wise. Mm-hmm. Take showers, wear cologne, mm-hmm. and uh, never don't open talk. your mouth. Never open. <laughs> yeah, wear a, ma- wear a mask. Like, hey, I'm still afraid of COVID. You know, just, we I live still in a have world- COVID. <laughs> yeah, we're, we live in a world post-mask where you can st- mm-hmm. wearing one is still very acceptable. You can just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, not be a mute. How about the, you learn no sign way. language? No, not happening, man. No, you don't want to There's wear a mask. No world in which I'm wearing half hot trash. Like I don't know. Like, like oh, he smells great. Like like hey man. Like and you're like mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's the difference between having hot trash breath and the you can't even argue or correct? Like I feel like I guess those are the same things. <laughs> These questions kind of build on each other. If I'm thinking. About it. <laughs> Like I have dog hands or I have hot trash breath. I've hot trash breath, so I can't correct or argue with anyone anymore. And then I don't know. You but there's argue. no way. Just wear a mask or stand, <laughs> or st- or stand far away. Mm-hmm. No, I can't do it, man. There what are workarounds. There are workarounds. There are workarounds to all of this stuff. But I'd rather my workaround be winter gloves <laughs> and some hot trash breath. I moved to Alaska where it makes sense. I'll just wear gloves all the time. Okay. I respect and, like, your dignity. Do I have dog nail strength? Uh, <laughs> what do you mean dog nails? Like you, your nail? Yeah, you'd have really thick, strong nails. I guess you can like scratch. Yeah, you could probably dig very well and scratch a That's chalkboard. That's right there. That is a weapon. That'd be very, it'd be gross because you have human hands with thick yeah. dog nails. So it'd mm-hmm. be, ugh. Okay, but like I can defend myself. There's at least a utility for dog nails. There's nothing I can do with trash press. <laughs> I guess that could be a weapon in itself. It could like, be a weapon. It could be a weapon. But then that, the other person can just wear a mask. I don't know. Like, but if you don't see it, if you, everyone thinks you're a mute and they're mm-hmm. like, you know, you walk up to someone, oh, yeah, Arkansas, you know, he doesn't talk. And you walk up to mm-hmm. somebody and you're like, <sighs> like oh, God. <laughs> like, I like, don't talk. Oh, like, you're like, what are you going to do about it? You don't even say anything. You walk up to him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> Hi. You know, like, uh-huh. Hi. like, just, then everyone cries. It's like I didn't yeah. know. Like no one, no one knew. Then the other thing is that you're single for life. No <laughs> one's gonna, no, someone can get past dog nails. I'm sure of that. There's no way anyone's getting past hot trash breath. The first thing you do when you go on a date is you take a mint. That is the first thing you do every time. Mm-hmm. Dog nails. I can wear gloves. I can do like I was in a freak accident with my dog i was in a particle combiner and i ended up becoming half dog you're gonna you're gonna have to show their nails eventually yeah it, mm-hmm. hopefully they accept you hopefully but that's more acceptable than hot trash breath i could never accept hot trash breath. if she doesn't have a nose or she likes bad smells mm-hmm. that's no <laughs> no way, <laughs> no way happens. some people like not... that i'm sure there's some someone like is that what you're into? You? Uh, oh, heck <laughs> no. <laughs> Hot trash breath of dog nails. Is this which is your type? <laughs> no, no. I'm I'm just I'm just hey, I'm just trying to get you to think about it both sides. Yeah. Uh, no. I think that we're gonna end there. <laughs> Thanks for being <laughs> on. Uh to, to the listeners, I want to say thank you for listening to One Thousand Crazy Questions, the, the podcast. Um again, that one specific uh place i mentioned pod chaser it's a great place to find podcasts please write my podcast on there it's like pretty much the imbd of podcasts great place to find new ones you can hook down ones like this um otherwise you can go to, you know go to google and just look up the name of that's great questions i'm so you'll sure it'll pop up somewhere and yeah thank you um Augustine, i just want to hand over the spotlight to you and say if there's anything that you like want to plug or tell the listeners in general yeah yeah for sure 
take mints before your date so you don't have hot trash breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at fisher.argustino. And if you're in the Golden area, you can stop by and go to a Kickstart discussion if you're able to. But other than that, thank you, Houston. appreciate you having me on. Thanks for being on. To listeners, I am posting less because of my schedule. A lot of things going on. But uh, like you may have noticed the infrequency of posts. Just go to Instagram page at 1000 Crazy Questions. I do the updates there and everything going on over there. That's like the primary place to stay updated. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. That's it. Remember to stay safe. Don't text and drive. Share this with your friends. Share this with your enemies. And see ya. As always, follow my music producer D800 D-800 at BeatStars or SoundCloud.com.